Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. In today's episode, I get to interview Monica Tuck. And what I would love for you to pay attention to in your own body, in your own awareness as you're listening is how does your journey as an entrepreneur mirror what you're hearing from Monica? Where have you, you know, worked with clients that you absolutely adore? And then, you know, taken a little side journey into, you know, maybe I should work with this type of client. Maybe I should work with this size of business. And, you know, really let that experimentation guide you towards your greatest, most, most easily flowing impact with clients. And Monica's journey really has been just beautiful. Um, and you know, she's been in the marketing space for a long time. She has a ton of experience there. She's worked with a lot of different, you know, brand new startups, scaling businesses, larger businesses, um, you know, worked in a lot of different capacities and what she has come home to is realizing from all of those different experiments of working with different kinds of clients, no, that's how she really figured out who it is that she truly loves to support. And so for your own business, as you're listening, as you're, as you're kind of paying attention to how you feel um, during this episode, what does that look like for you? Who is the person, who is the client that you can just pour out into? I, when I talk about niching, that is, to me, that is your strongest niche is, you know, that person who can receive from you so easily that you can pour out your wisdom, your knowledge, your charisma, your passion, and that they can receive it from you. So I would love for you to check in with yourself, listen to this episode, and yeah, let me know. Let me know in the comments, um, send me a message um, at ex- Hannah at expansiveceo.com. And yeah, just just tell me, what does that mean to you? Who's the person that you love to serve and how did you, how did you get there? So I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, here we go. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And I have... Um, as always, all of my guests are super special. Um, but this is someone who I love dearly, um, and get to talk to every single week because we're in several different groups together. We work together in different ways. Uh, and this is Monica Tuck. She is a creative strategist and the co-founder of U studio where she helps startups and scaling business owners really accelerate their why through brand and content strategy. And Monica, it's such a beautiful place to start because um, I really want you to tell the audience who you are and what you do, but we're going to dive into your why a little bit um, through here as well. So people can really get to know your heart as well. So tell us, who are you and what do you do and why? Yes. Um, well, thanks for having me. Um, it's such a pleasure to be on here um, just with listening to your past episodes um, and everything and the work that you do and the why behind what you do. 
Um, so my name is Monica Tuck. Um, I am the co-founder and creative strategist of Youth Studio. Um, as Hannah has said, um, I do um, help startups and scaling business owners um, accelerate their why through brand and content strategy. Um, I am the co-founder of our studio, Youth Studio, um, which is a boutique creation, brand and creation studio here in Cincinnati. Um, we can serve clients virtually anywhere. Um, and really a big bulk of my niche and my specialty is really just working one-on-ones, one-on-one with startups and scaling business owners and really bringing out their, um, their why strategy. Um, and if a business is starting and someone's leaving a corporate job and we're ready to start, um, as a thought leader in their space, um, or if someone is ready to refresh their brand and they're scaling, um, and maybe they never had that area and window in the beginning that they really leaned into a thorough strategy for what they do and really dove deep into their story. Um, actually this past year I've been writing, I've been writing again, which is really, really, really fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that has been coming to the end of my strategy sessions. Um, I, I have a package where I do, it's a four week strategy package, um, two hours a week, um, for four weeks. Um, and at the end of that, we have a really clearly aligned strategy where I'm identifying, um, your customer profiles, um, their pain points, your value that you add to them, um, really leaning into what your brand values are, um, your service offerings, your process, your pricing, um, all these types of things that we're really leaning into with the strategy of really getting a clear line strategy. Um, but my biggest, biggest favorite part of this is really um, the why behind it and the story and the individual behind the brand. Um, and really when there's an impactful non-transactional story, um, I, I feel like many of us kind of get lost in like the transactions of the everyday work and the money mm -hmm. <laughs> transactions, but they, uh, many times you'll see the most successful businesses, if they really do have an impactful why behind it and a meaning behind it, um, and they're really trying to make an impact um, bigger than themselves in the world. Um, so I've been writing some really awesome stories. I have a list of my own ideal customer personas that I've actually been identifying this past year, and it's just been amazing. So yeah, yeah. So that is definitely where I want to go with this because as you are um, you know, doing strategy with clients and, um, like full disclosure, anyone who needs like marketing support, like I send all my clients, um, to Monica and the results are just amazing because you're diving into the why. And I don't, I don't know that a lot of people do that the way that you do. Um, so would you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how, not necessarily like the, you know, technical details of how you work with someone, but like, like what that feels like to you, what you're discovering when you're talking with someone and, and like gleaning those stories out of them that it's like, oh, there's, there's your brand story. Like, how does that, how does that work? How can someone, you know, listening start to, um, start to cultivate that for themselves, start to think about it so that they can start to identify, you know, what's special about you? What do you want to, what do you want to say in the world in your marketing? Well, I feel like a lot of, for the most part, when people come to me, everyone is pretty scattered in their thoughts. Um, and, but yet there's still this passion for what 
someone maybe it's it's this like transformation in their lives <laughs> like it could be someone leaving a job that they've been in I mean it's a it's like a wedding a marriage a death like when you're like really like I am going to start this business for myself mm-hmm. um and typically it's there there is a, a reason there is an in-depth reason and why behind why they're doing this there could be many different scenarios there could be the I like to say the woman <laughs> I'm a woman um I tend to work work with a lot of women <laughs> um that has suffered from many different things from not being valued in her workplace. Um, There could be a woman who is overcoming motherhood and needing to create a business around that's structured around her everyday life with her children. Um, It could be a woman who has felt not independent and needed to establish some independence for herself um, and really stepping into the zone of truly being able to, to, to live and, her authentic brand. And I think all of us from like birth, <laughs> we've been like building up this brand. Um, and it's a matter of like, where do we start? Where did our brand start? And where do we begin with telling our story? It's like, where do I, where do I fully disclose? Where, do, where do I leave out? Um, I even full disclosure of myself. I deal with this myself, um, mm-hmm. just being so close to myself. So I really try to slowly walk someone through their story and feel comfortable and I have imposter syndrome really bad. A lot of people wouldn't think that about me. <laughs> um, but I really have a bad problem with it. And a lot of it's really, really unbelievable to like have someone be vulnerable to tell you their whole life story and to tell you where they are. And there's a lot of happiness and um vulnerability and just everything about why they're doing this for themselves that they're embarrassed to outwardly tell people. And I feel like by the end of this, we get it so comfortable that like to overcome the hurdle of not feeling embarrassed to put yourself out there, that if you sit in this and nobody knows about it, <laughs> like what are you, what impact are you going to make? So for me, it's simply getting that out in words, typically um, the strategy and outlining. And I left out the mission and vision and all the statement and all that kind of stuff too. I, I didn't put that section in there, but it's just leaning into the, all of that, the mission, the vision, the brand values, the why, all of this that really builds out to a fabulous can be outlined. Typically what I'm doing is moving in through a site that for a website and wordsmithing their tagline and naming their business, all these things that come of it. And then we work beautifully with, um, my right-hand man, Pamela, who can do fabulous design work. Um, so it's just really taking the story and taking the words, taking the impact, and then being able to design it beautifully. Um, and for that, for that individual to feel proud and to not mm-hmm. be scared to share um, her story. Um, yeah. So that's really the story behind it. Yeah. And it's really my own journey too. It's funny. I started the brand Unbridled Studio as my story. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where that I was, was gonna. That's yeah, where I was gonna. So be I next started cause... my brand. My personal brand was my own personal story, mm-hmm. um, and I started my brand out of really an experience with. There was a cross sector of things. I was just becoming a mother. I had experience with a creative agency. I realized that I could do that job pretty well, um, and so I, in my stage of motherhood. I was at like kind of this cross with, I really need to figure out a life and a brand to work my life around my family. And then the creative agency world, 
fell into it. And then I was like, and I can actually do this and have a business of my own and do it really well. Um, so I started here in my home. I live in Wyoming, Ohio. Um, we have 130 women in businesses here. Um, I started branding a list of women owned businesses, mothers leaving the workforce, having children, all of that back then. Um, and my, it was me branding myself to, to help others brand themselves then. Um, and from, from then until now, I do that through brand and content for the scaling business owners. Cause it kind of levels up a little bit out of the brand. If you have the branding, your home base in order <laughs> with your website and your logo and your name and your story and all this, then it's also your content and how you're laying that through your content. So I also have another package where I really help just keep that story going for them and exercising it through their social media blogs, newsletters, and things of that nature too. Yeah. So let's, let's go back through, you know, when you, when you started mm-hmm. unbridled, it was unbridled studio at that um, time. And now we're time, used, yeah, we're refreshed now. Yeah. But then what I love, the story that I love to hear you tell is, you know, how you really, you started in that space, right? Like in working with um, entrepreneurs, like really small solopreneurs who were growing and branding and, and needed to tell their story. And along the way, you started working with kind of bigger companies or like gunning for bigger companies. Yeah. That, yeah. I actually didn't. It's okay. So I was working by myself and I was working with um, women-owned businesses. At that time, it was all startup packages. That was basically, I was starting businesses up Um, and I was working one-on-one with the clients and it was all wonderful, like living in my zone. Well, I then got, so when I think just as time was going on, word was getting out to people I knew and people I knew who worked in other companies and were like marketing directors, marketing managers, um, all these kind of things. Pamela, she was a marketing manager okay. <laughs> at a company. And she's like, I could use you and help me. So she's my friend. And I'm like, oh, sure. And I was helping her. Um, and then she was like, I really would love to leave my job. <laughs> and so I, w- I was like, well, you can 100% leave your job. And I was like, and you can 100% work with me because you obtain skills I don't have. You can make, you know, really balance out the business even more than it is now. So um, she, so I actually coached her out of leaving um, a regular nine to five, branding herself. And then we were, I said, but if I'm going to do this, I don't really think I want this brand to be about me anymore. I was like, the brand was really never about me. It was about others, but I do feel like I branded myself because of my awakening of myself. Um, and so then that's when her and I really went into rebrand, brand refresh discussions of how could we make this a more collab. I wanted us to be a collaborative studio working collaboratively with creatives and collaboratively with other small business owners mm-hmm. or startups. Um, so we started the journey and she joined forces. And then shortly after we rebranded, we were like, maybe we should just start going around all around town and like get a pitch deck together. <laughs> and we were walking into like PNG, Gold Star Chili, Cow Brands. These are these third, are humongous companies just for third, people listening. <laughs> yes, second and third interviews at Gold Star Chili. Getting picked up in small projects for PNG and uh working with a team a project at Gold Star Chili. And then I, I, I started doing this and I'm like, whoa, like, no, 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 no. This is not like 
I don't fit in the space. One, I, so I never have had a corporate job in my life. <laughs> I've never worked a corporate nine to five office job. And I'm like, how can I even help these people? Like, <laughs> I don't know anything about corporate anything. Like I literally feel as I am not of any value, not saying anything bad, but I'm like, I am like a third generation entrepreneur. My grandpa had a business, my dad has a business. And like, I've always had a small, I had a small business in my twenties. Um, mm-hmm. and, and another, like I had, since I was 23, like that's all I've always known to do all the things like marketing, accounting, finance, everything and the services, everything. I never really knew what it was to be in that space. I, I really started to realize that real fast. I was like, what did mm-hmm. I even think? Like I could help a corporation. <laughs> like, I'm just, I know I'm, that is not my space. So I started slowly backing out of that. And then shortly after, um, where I live, the most fabulous, fabulous mentor and beautiful person I ever met, Lynn Tedley, she was the city manager in the community I lived in, in which I was overseeing a lot of the startup businesses in. And I had a really big passion for our small businesses in our community. She's like, would you consider overseeing our marketing for the city as a project make base with uh, we don't, we, there's a hole and I need some help. And I was like, mm-hmm. sure. So then I started with her and it was beautiful. Cause I, it, it leaned into moving into COVID and I mm-hmm. actually got to kind of morph the position doing a lot of stuff for the businesses in Wyoming and small businesses. Um, and I actually, just the other day, a friend of mine, Patina, Patty at Patina was like, if it wasn't for you during COVID, my business would have failed. Like I never mm. even realized that like I made that impact during COVID because I was wow. doing marketing programs for the small businesses, gift card, for, like these campaigns to really keep our small businesses going, um, which was a great thing for me. But then I, I then started to realize like being in this big organization, which is local government, it's just, to, it's a big organizational structure again. Yeah. And I'm like something, even though I'm helping the business, I can't do enough. Like I can't do enough because there's still going to be some type of bureaucracy, some type of red to do what I, the impact I want to make in the world with small businesses. So I was like, well, and so then after COVID, I worked my ass off all of COVID there, like crazily worked all of COVID. I was not even, I I was either at the office there. I I then resigned from that position because it just got to be to where I couldn't really do as much for the small businesses as I once um, wanted to. So Mm -hmm. I took a summer sabbatical (laughs) And then I had another friend approach me, Annalise Vance, and she was having a contract with a nonprofit charter school uh, uh, in South Side of Chicago, a network out South Side of Chicago and here in Cincinnati. And she's like, I really think that you could help me lead the marketing for this charter school network. I was like, well, I love their mission. They're helping at-risk youth in lower-income communities. Like, I can make an impact there. I will consider that. So then... I got into that again. <laughs> and then I'm the mission was there, the impact was there. But again, the large organizational structure of mm. educational structure was like a red tape in the room. And it was like, I can't really make the impact I'd want to make because <laughs> it's like a it's a, a huge like organization animal. So at the tail end of that, a little over, well, now it's been about a year ago when I was in the middle of all of that, I started really thinking like, Monica, what are you doing? What mistakes are you making here? There's like a pattern. (laughs) Mm. Like 
large organizational groups and structures, you always like I retract from like real quick. Right, like, yeah. and I feel like the whole time I felt like, I felt like an introverted, like hermit. And like, I was not myself. How weird. Yeah. It's not very you weird, at all. Very <laughs> odd. No, I'm telling you. So I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So then I had out of that, I had a friend at the same time, Jackie Barnes, Jackie Barnes design. She had me start. I was doing one small business, <laughs> one larger organization and the small business the whole time. I was like, I just, this is it. This is it. This is it. And then, so when I finally decided the last organization I was with, when I decided, you know, this, I, I just can't be of service here because I'm not making an impact. I, I really started to realize that if I took it back, <laughs> my reins back again, and went back to the origination of my business, it was all about helping the small business owner and mm -hmm. startups and scaling small business owners that were startups that are now scaling. And like, how am I, am I of service to that person? Because at the end of the day, like I am that person, yeah. <laughs> like I, I get every 120% of psychology of that to know the ins and outs of it and what my specialty is and what my niche is that can be of service in that space. Um, just like you and what you do in your space um, with financial wealth coaching and planning. Um, it's like you have that little um, tab you can shut down. Someone's yeah. praying. Like I have the marketing tab I can shut down. And it's not only that, it's just like, there, there's so much impact an individual can actually make when like, there's not all that big red tape, you're actually in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the more that I can coach and guide others to become these individuals, to continue being this individual, to be in a community, and for me to continue to be able to tell their stories and for them to make an impact in whatever case it is, um, that's like, I never retract back. I never feel like a hermit. We're mm -hmm. on the or our networking organization together. I'm more verbal and vocal than I probably should. Some people might be like, this girl, you're not my cup of tea. But at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And I'm cool with that. And the fact <laughs> that I get to start a business and I get to be like 100% myself every day of my life. I can say what I want, do what I want, <laughs> dress how I want. We're a little makeup than I usually wear today for the camera. But <laughs> right, just, me too. Yeah, it's just it's a beautiful place to be in. And when you're surrounded by others that are your people, your tribe, your community, and you can continue building up the others that are their people that are your people tribe. It's like you all attract each other like magnets. Yeah. And it's just funny how the work starts flowing and it's not, I don't, I'm not a hermit. I'm not um, a black sheep. I'm not an outcast in a, in within a big organization. I was like this, literally since I was in school when I was younger, like I always felt like I was just not fitting in. Like, and I always felt like I wanted to do something a little bit outside the norm. And it's like, at this point, I'm like anybody who is long to ride a crazy train, small business, have a Y impact. Don't be transactional. It's just, it's my human. And it's like the person that I work with and the impact I'm trying to make. And I feel like the more that I can guide others, because a lot of the time, I'm handholding and being a coach to them too. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. this is a big, huge step. Um, but it's like, and then also the scaling business owners, like, I'm just so exhausted. I'm doing everything. I don't even know how to keep up anymore. Like, can you help me do my strategy for all this? And like, 
you know, people, can you connect me to everyone who can do stuff for me and execute like whatever level yeah. they need. Some people are at it. It could be strategy, it could be execution, but it's just like to have, to be able to like calm that person down and like be able to be a part of a team of a small mm-hmm. business owner. To me, I could never, there's no greater impact I could ever make than working with mm-hmm. individuals. Yeah. So a lot of words, but, Oh no, it's so beautiful. Like, and the, okay. So I'm going to open up a couple of things, um, that you talked about that I think really, really resonate strongly for a lot of people is this feeling of, um, you mentioned imposter syndrome before, right. And mentioned like not fitting in, um, in different places and consistently coming back, like, putting yourself in that place of, okay, this is a good opportunity with a bigger organization, or I should, or this, or, you know, like those, those aspects, but that imposter syndrome would flare up. And it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I'm an imposter in all of that all the time. Right. Everywhere I was, I felt like an imposter and not saying today, I don't feel like I'm an imposter, like putting this podcast up after we're done with it, every time I feel like an imposter, like I was just on my first, not that long ago. Like mm-hmm. I, when it comes to putting myself out there, but the more I know that I start putting myself out there, the more I know others can feel comfortable about putting themselves out there. And the more I hope that people can listen to my story and be impacted and be like, you know, it's time for me to not feel like I'm living in this isolated world anymore. Like I yeah. can't be independent, all these things, but anyways, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that actually, that, that leads into this other space of, you know, where you were feeling like, yeah, this is, this is not, you, you feel it, right? Like it was very clear to you because you had these other experiences of, you know, working with Jackie and like, oh, I'm back in, you know, with a small business where it's like, we're co-creating something really dynamic, really easily where you feel like, you're just pouring out, right? Where you can be yourself and just pour out all of your, uh, all of your charm and your excitement and your charisma, like you light up and it's so obvious. And so when other, especially small business owners are in that same spot, when they're like feeling ugh, like this feels heavy, it doesn't feel good. I feel like I, you know, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels or I don't feel like I'm like providing enough value that is, that is a, it's a clue. It's like, and it's not even like a small clue. It's like a giant boulder of a clue in the path that like, Hey, let's look at this. Let's look at this. And where, where do you feel good? Where do you like light up where you can just, Oh, here's everything. I can give you everything and you can receive it fully from me. And for you, that is the small startup or scaling business owners, right? And not what's interesting. Um I haven't I haven't come across and I meet a lot of people, right? I haven't come across a lot of people that do the full package, especially for a startup or someone who has like started a business and they're they're doing stuff, but they've never had like actual branding or marketing. They've just been like okay. figuring it out on their own, right? That's that scaling side. Um I really haven't met very many people who do what you do the way you do it. Um, and right. Like that's like, you're in a special spot. And so it's so interesting to me that when you like 
flipped that switch, right? When you let go of that charter school that you didn't feel that was like, it was a big monthly retainer, right? And it, but it was like, okay, this is not the direction I want to go. I want to, I want to lean fully over here. And then what happened? I want you to tell the story because it was a little bit bananas for a while. Right. But now it's like, yeah. So last spring was when I first got introduced to our networking organization through Jessica Rhodes and Sarah Dallin, um, who I've known for Sarah for quite some time now. Um, and in the past, I mean, I was putting some stuff out there, but and I was doing some stuff when I started Unbridled Studio marketing myself. But I, at that time, again, I, everything I put out there, I always was like, oh my gosh, like hide my face. Like I got to do this though. And at that time, when I did start sharing what I was doing, then it, I would start attracting. When I called upon what I wanted, I would start attracting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I had to go through the journey of hills and valleys ripping back around we, we all do <laughs> every fortune 500 company in town i don't know why i wanted to do that i don't know why i did that but i ha- i actually feel like i needed to do that mm-hmm. um i feel like again everybody starts out their business and they're like oh this is it this is what when i'm starting it too i think that also goes to show that i can also tell others like things may shift and change Things may blossom in a different way than you had anticipated. You may need to actually learn the things, what to do, what not to do, who your clients are, who they aren't. If you, you might need some lessons learned. Um, and I feel like now the fact that I did go through that, it it, it just opens up that um, permission to other people to be able to shift and turn. Um, when I finally have landed back to where I am now last spring, I was starting to get super imposter syndrome because I strayed off my original mission. I was like, I wasn't even doing any of that for a little while. I'm like, well, I'm a chaotic mess <laughs> and everywhere. And everyone thinks I'm a mess now. So I'm not on the original path that I was originally on with my ideal clients that I serve. So last year I was like, you know what? I just need to just get with a group of people, start talking about what I'm doing, get back on my right path. And honestly, with the your leadership of being president of our local Cincinnati Success Champions Network chapter and leaning into our group that I have felt like I can like be vulnerable, um, also not be by myself. And I can start actually practicing like talking about what I'm doing with the group. You guys have heard since I started in there. But then once I, and then I started getting back out, picking up ideal, but then I also was like, I want to refine my systems and processes this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that last time behind the scenes. No one really ever really realized, like I didn't have a lot of systems and processes in place, like for the business and for me and for our team and all of that. So when I started speaking to my ideal clients, which SEN, all small business owners, Right. And not just at the end, but I need to start figuring out where are more people I want to just talk to, just educate, like what I'm doing and get to know other people, what they're doing and can make connections with and start talking, being with my people again. Yeah. <laughs> it's really taken being with my people again, that I can, it's okay if I am learning and growing we're all learning and growing. 
And then I started really the power of the virtual coffee. <laughs> that all opened up. Um, and taking a niche and then putting a 30 minute conversation with your whole people out there everywhere, just to conversate, not like you have to buy. I don't, not everybody has to buy for me, but I just want to get to know people. And like, I need to get back out <laughs> of this little trail I've been on and just start talking to more people who are like me. And it's just blossomed. Um, my sales have tripled, quadrupled, like just from when, like I, from the time being, I was, I was still working on the charter school and thinking of picking up the, the, um, small businesses. But then I was like, you know what, I'm going to turn that off the big organization and I'm going to let it fill up with everything I need. And as soon as I did mm-hmm. that, which was November 1st, and it's now tomorrow, it's tomorrow the 1st. Tomorrow's yeah, the 31st. March right. 30th, oh, yeah. February. But December, two full months, or no, November, December, January, three full months, I have gained every ounce of my income back and more mm. um, by living in my ideal world with my ideal clients and putting myself in community with those that I can serve and they serve me. And it's like a mutual beneficial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all get each other. Um, and we can be honest with one another, another, which is really freaking cool. Like it's just a really fabulous place to be in. Yeah. And that's, I, the thing I wanted to, uh, tease apart there too. And you just said it and it's so amazing because this is truly, this is how it works. Um, you know, just as a universal law or whatever you want to, you know, call it that when we let go, when we let go of what's not for us. Yes. Right, that, that's, that was a big leap of faith. Like you had to trust that, Hey, I know my ideal clients are here for me and you let, you let it go, let go of that, that piece and just opened up the possibility. Those, you weren't going to have time. You weren't going to have the capacity mentally, emotionally, no. physically, you know, to take on those clients. If you held on tight to that other piece I mean, that wasn't right for you. And there, I, I want to be very clear that you also have to hold back on like, I've been driving around like a paid off car for a while now. Like I've been doing all, I've scaled back every ounce of scaling back that I could scale back financially. Cause mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes people are like, how am I going to do this? But if you really look at like what your paychecks are paying and like what you really need to be spending money on, like if you scale it back as low and as far back as you can on that side of things too, that's when you, when you go for these readjustments, because <laughs> mm. at first someone's going to start and they're going to not, they're going to have to work job first to side hustle it to get into this. Right. But it's like, you have to scale back in that the, all the spending areas. I mean, you the first one to say these kind of things, but like, I also have had to realize that to know that like my wealth is not of the things <laughs> like, and if I'm going to make an impact the next 20, 25 years of my life doing work, Like, it's not going to be the things (laughs) like it's going to be the impact I'm putting out in the world. And I do truly believe now that like the rate things are going, like, I think I can have abundant wealth for my family, for my kids, Mm -hmm. for everything, experiences, like all these things. But I do feel like too, like knowing that, like in this time that I had to really, really think about that and like Mm -hmm. what money and understanding that you have helped me understand that too, and the value of it. Um, and it's not the things <laughs> it's really yeah. helped out a lot. Yeah. And that too, um, to kind of 
expand on that a little bit. It's not necessarily having to, you know, cut everything. Right. And that's, um, that's not necessarily how I teach either. It's, it's really about alignment and it's about what actually matters the most to you. Right. And so you feel good. Like what right. Makes you feel good. Exactly. And so it, it, this, you know, there are choices that we do make sometimes, right. And there are some, you know, things that like, yeah, if you're working a corporate job, this is, and so this speaks straight to the people who you're talking about who are like launching businesses, right. Which is perfect. Yeah. If you're making 150 or $200,000 a year in your corporate job, sometimes that does feel really scary to leap, you know, and, and that, that will keep people stuck for a long time, those golden handcuffs, because they're like, well, I need to replace my salary or it's not going to be okay. Like, well, let's look at that. Let's actually, what actually matters to you? What of what you're spending is because you hate your job, right? Like really, you know what I mean? Truly, we do a lot of things um, with our money because we're like trying to make up for right? The things that, that don't feel good when we're, when we're in a job that is just misaligned, that doesn't feel good. Um, and so when we start to like make conscious choices about what we actually want to experience and what we want to create in the world that can then help us, um, reevaluate. Right. And so, like you said, maybe it is, Hey, you know what? My car is about paid off. I, that's fine. I can keep driving that car rather than get a brand new one right away so that I can put that money towards building a business. Yeah, right? I have this, all of that. That's a great example. I mean, looping you in the mix with this too, with the systems and processes, just too with money and how like also redefining how I look at the value of my service offerings and breaking those down to hours. <laughs> I mean, there's also that too. I mean, there's passion. Mm-hmm. It's why and passion first. Don't get me wrong. But then also now that I've been able to streamline systems and processes and link my calendar to every hour on the calendar is linked to a cost association when it comes to services and how to do all that too. Um, that has just been leaps and bounds too. When I kind of, and, and if you think about, okay, if I need to make $150,000, how many packages do I need to sell per month month this year? Like those kind of things, like how, how many people do I need to serve this year? And I think when you start doing that, I mean, really the money can be endless for what you want to do. Once Mm -hmm. you kind of start figuring that out and you're going to gain that money back quickly and more once you start really narrowing those down. So I do think not only behind it with everything, it's also with the processes to be sustainable too, as a business and to not be stressed out and want to quit. <laughs> right. Cause you also too, I mean, I say these things of passion. I say it in like, I work with my ideal people, but yes, I also have had to figure out systems and processes and money alignment and how to make all that work so that I can have the income I need all those kind of things. Right. Yeah. It starts. I love that though. I love the, you know, that, that aspect of this is, this is your why. And we build from that. And then the how, right. Here are the, here are the pieces that you can bring around you. Cause even just what you do, right. Is taking something off of someone's plate. Right. And so a lot of what we do as business owners, you know, I take that financial stress off of people's minds, right. And help, help really hone all of those business offers and how are you creating income and how are you building your personal wealth and what's the right balance for that. And, 
um, it just really, it is another aspect of how do we create um, our own team when we are entrepreneurs and visionary business owners, we have to create our own team. And you spoke to that a little bit too, right? And so it's like, how do we curate the people that are around us so that we can bring bring the right team around us? Bring the idea. Yeah. Not only on who you work with, but also, yeah, who is on your team, ideal people you want to surround yourself with every day to build each other up and all that. Mm -hmm. It makes such a big difference. Yeah. Because if that's also out of jive, that gets to be a little, um, yeah, it's all of that. So with that, if someone wants to understand how to have you on their team, what's the best way for someone to find you and reach out to you? So the best ways of getting in touch with me um, are my LinkedIn page. I'm really active on there. Um, Monica Tuck, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I have a personal Facebook page, uh, Monica Tuck. You can find me there personally. Um, and then my business, uh, you can find the web our handle is Experience U Studio. The word Experience U Studio, um, experienceustudio.com is the website. You can um, look all there. Um, and also, Experience U Studio, you can find that um, on LinkedIn business page, Facebook business, and Instagram. Beautiful. Well, Monica, thank you so much for sharing your story and being so open um, and vulnerable yourself today so that others can see that in their own story, right? Just like you said, when you step forward and you do it first, you pave the way for other people to say, hey, I can do that too. Um, So thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being part of my team and community. Absolutely. I love it. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you email me at hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, And your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.